Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I am Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? Lovely to have you back. Oh, nice to be back. I was, uh, yes, as, as, I, as I was saying the week before, I was climbing mountains like you do uh, uh, up in Scotland last week, which was absolutely gorgeous. How was the show without me? Do you know what I always miss you, Stephen? You're like, oh, my, you're the gin to my tonic, aren't you? You're the sweet <laughs> to my sour. So oh. it's always sad when you're not here. But it was, uh, it was, it was a lovely show, fab show. But uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you back. Well, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I mean, I will say that my, despite the fact that our producer George ran the marathon, I'm the one whinging about my, uh, my legs uh, this week. So six days after climbing Ben Nevis, my calves are still in agony. Um, which makes me seem really pathetic. Um, but yeah, it was it was just really nice to be up in Scotland and like all the all the nature by the locks and drinking loads of wine with my auntie and uh, and all that kind of stuff. It was it was really really nice. Um, so yeah, shout out to Jackie. Say again. How did the weather hold out for you? Was you quite well, lucky with it? It was cold, but it wasn't. It was sunny, so we were quite lucky nice. with that. And when we got to the top of the mountain, it snowed. So ah, so that's fine. Yeah, so that's that's my snow scene for the uh, for the year. I probably won't see it any other time. Um, what did you leave at the top? Did you do like a flag like they did on the moon, a, right, a rainbow <laughs> flag? I took up a Union Jack and I yeah. like freaked it up. No, the I did. radio flag. Yeah, yeah. Picture of you, yours on my face. Oh. Um, I uh, no, I did take a little stone. Uh, which my auntie did too, which I don't think I'm supposed to do, but you know, I'm sure everyone does it. Um, but yeah, it was it was lovely. It was really nice. Um, I have to remember to do this because I've I've even written it down. Um, I need to say hello to my nephews Hugo and Jack, who so are going to be listening uh, to the show. Um, and Hugo messaged me. He's taken to um, using my sister's Facebook to message me, and he oh. said, "Uncle Steve, can you put us on the news?" And I said, "I don't understand what you mean." <laughs> And he said him. on the radio like he used to. So I, I said yes. So hello, hello Hugo and Jax. Um, uh, I will be, come and see you very soon. I'm sure. Hello yeah. Hugo and Jax. Th- that's Bobby. You probably won't know him because um, <laughs> you don't. You, I hope you're you... having a nice day. I love that they're <laughs> listening. To How lovely is that? Well, they they used to, I used to, we back in the olden days. I used to be able to play play a song for them, um, but sadly we don't oh. play songs anymore. Because uh, we've got to two... sing. <laughs> do you know what Bob I'm all right I'm fine I'm fine for that let's upset the kids <laughs> um yeah well we have a we have, we have, it, I was gonna go, get on with it but how's your week been everything all right do you know what it feels very vanilla our producer's done the London Marathon you've took Ben up the Nevis and uh what have I done I've gone to the gym and um I've just worked really so literally my level of fitness compared to your tell this week is pretty zero um i haven't gone to the gym though bob you know i'm not i'm not building any muscle uh, i'm sure your legs have took a bit of a bashing going up and down old ben i was <laughs> good, good ride on ben um <laughs> and i will say they are pretty rock solid <laughs> but that will, die, that will die soon enough with a with a few uh, few wines and a few gin and tonics uh, so was it kind of left you know when people they have like these out-of-body experiences they do something magical be it the marathon or they climb big mountains do you think right i want to do everest now i want kilimanjaro are you doing like are you going to do them all nope Okay. <laughs> um, certainly not. Certainly not. Certainly not any ones that require longer than a day. 
Um, I'm certainly not staying at some base camp and then blah, blah, I'm not doing any of that. But I would like to quite do all of the UK peaks. Um, and uh, and actually, having said that, Georgia running the marathon and a couple of other people I know who's run it has made me want to, I, I did the winter run a couple of years ago, the cancer, I think it's cancer research winter run. And I'd quite like to do another one. It's only a 10K, well, 10K. I mean, you know, that took a little while to train for, um, just so that I can kind of get back into running again. I haven't done it properly for a little while and I'd quite like to get back to it. Haven't uh, they built a new mountain recently that you could try? That's in central London, like Marble Arch, <laughs> is it? I think it's that might have um, Yeah, that, that, uh, that would take me about, what, two and a half minutes to climb up and down, I think. Oh, it ain't a big one. Certainly not, certainly not a, uh, a Ben Nevis, a Scarfell Pike or a Snowden. Uh, um, so but it's yeah, a bit, but it's a bit below you now, you're too professional. I'm too good for this shit, Bob. <laughs> he need needs it. to fill the altitude in his lungs. Yeah, I need to fill, <laughs> fill my lungs with the, with the snow and air from the top of, uh, top of a real mountain. Um, yeah, probably not that one. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's, been, it's been really nice. Oh, good on you both. I, I feel very proud of you. I feel like a, a proud brother to you. Oh, thanks, Bob. That's very good. Seeing you both on social media doing your thing. Well, you know, if it was if it's not on social media, it didn't happen. So exactly, was, I had to get straight on those socials to to prove I'd done it. To prove that it happened. Yeah. Um, well, we have a very exciting show uh, coming up today. We have uh, Love Island's twenty eighteen Georgia Steel up first. Uh, then we have uh, Russell Watson, um, incredible uh, singer, um, uh, turn out to talk about his new tour. And then also former Strictly professional Flavia Kakacha, who, from what I can see, is like leading a completely new life now uh, in the countryside. So uh, Living on a farm now, isn't she, Al Flav? Exactly. That's what I believe. So uh, it'd be great yeah. to talk to her all about that and the new series. Um, new series. Gosh, yeah, look, so, some great guests. I was really gutted last week because Russell was meant to be one of my guests, but I don't know if it was a technical difficulty, but he couldn't join us. I'm so glad he's here this week. And um, yeah, Georgia, I know I've spoke to in the past. Always nice to get a little bit of Love Island goss because some people are still feeling like that they've got the, the Love Island blues since the show ended. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Strictly season. Everyone's all about Strictly. And um, I, I'm really excited to hear what Flabby has to say her thoughts on it. Yeah, well, so we had our first uh, first uh, person go this week, um, uh, Nina Wadia and Neil. Um, which I was quite sad about because I, I like Neil. He's been he's been on the show a couple of times with us, um, yeah. and he's, he's always like a good chat. Um, so I was quite sad. And she's she wasn't a bad dancer by any stretch of the imagination, but I guess um, in this year, it's especially seems to be quite highly competitive. They're all pretty good, so um, I guess it's just whoever gets the least votes on the night. Yeah, I mean, I was gutted to see to see them go. Like you mentioned, Neil's been on here. I've interviewed him for magazines and. Um, I interviewed him for, for a show I was doing a, a few months ago. So really lovely guy. And um, do you know what I said to him? We both turned up wearing our pine green and it was like it was a sign. It was before the celebs was announced. And I was like, do you know what? And everyone pointed it out at the time. They went, you, you two could be destined to be to dance together. And uh, who knows? It's been done now. So maybe, maybe me and him can take that up next year. But I do love a bit of the Neil. But it's always sad when someone goes first, you know, because... I think the training that goes into it, all the hours, all the prep, it isn't just the 90-minute dance that we see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it must be, you must get quite choked if you're the first celebrity off, I think, because you know you've got more to give. Yeah, I would definitely think so, especially someone like uh, Nina, who's like a consummate TV star professional. 
um, who's you know starred in all sorts of TV uh, shows over the year. I mean, I doubt she'd sign up without wanting to at least do fairly well. But there were some like standout performances on the on the second week uh, that we had last week with um, John and Johannes um, doing really really well, um, and then Sarah Davis from um, uh, Dragons Den coming top yeah. of the leaderboard, which was which was really impressive. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of to uh, and, and obviously, I mean. Uh, Judy loves twerking um, with iconic first twerk in strictly history. And how funny, Stephen? Do you remember, like, literally, as you know, where they trickle the rumor mill with the celebs that are taking part? I know we've sat here for the last few weeks, and I remember specifically going, I've got a good feeling about this series. And I think, literally, from week two, I mean, obviously, it's so sad that we've had a COVID strike and a breakout episode one, and I'm really hoping. Hoping that that's sorted with by X three with Tom, yeah. Um, and again, like we were saying, when you're voted off us, it must be this. It must be frustrating to be sat at home with your PCR tests on the sofa, knowing you should be spinning around to the beat of eight and having a lovely old time down <coughs> L Street. And I bet you just want to get your tap shoes on and go and have a little one two one two. So yeah. hopefully we see Tom back next week because. I'm not sure how many weeks you're allowed to be out of the competition. I think we've danced no nice. I think you only get. I don't one. think you're allowed to be out. Yeah, I think by if you're not fit for the second one, I think you get removed. I'm not sure if strictly the same, but I really hope he gets to come back as well. So, pretty sure. Early, yeah, get the COVID case out. I'm sure they're even more hotter on the testing than they ever was. But yeah. I think that was actually the case because I don't think either of them had any symptoms, um, which is obviously really lucky, and they were both. Uh, as far as I could see in the reports, they've both been double vaccinated. So it's just a real case of bad luck, really, isn't it? um, And to see Golden, I mean, I've got a little bit of a crush on Golden Ramsey, just putting it out there. And um, seeing him cry over his daughter. Yeah, I just thought, oh, Gold, bless. He's, um, yeah, always always loved a little bit of the Golden. Yeah, I don't know why, but um, yeah, for many a year, I think it's the authority in a white coat. A, a man that can make me a lovely meal. Nothing. I mean, that's yeah, definitely. You know what they say? Won't say it on air, but a man that can summing and feed you. You're laughing. Yeah, got you exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it was quite sweet to see him cry over Tilly, and she obviously did really well too. Um, so it was quite nice to to see that side of him because you never ever see him properly emotional, do you? No, he's always effing and jeffing and throwing wooden spoons and tearing people new arseholes in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true <laughs> well my favourite one is where he put two pieces of bread on someone's head and then said what are you and they had to go <laughs> an idiot sandwich <laughs> which obviously if it was happening to you would probably be quite traumatic but to watch it happen to someone else was I want more Golden Ramsay on TV I used to love like his kitchen nightmares you know where he, mm. like a bit like the hotel inspector I love yeah. her and oh I binged her a lot in lockdown but when he used to go around to struggling restaurants and just basically annihilate him but try to help him it comes from a place of love but he ain't taking no falls used to love that yeah well another showbiz story that i've seen mm-hmm. adele and i'm here for it she's dropped a little i don't know if it's like a, a 20 second video on her socials yeah and it's her in a car well i think it's her in a car driving down she's putting a cassette into a cassette player well that's nostalgia right there you used yeah. to have a cassette till all the wire come out and you had to stick your biro in to stick it back <laughs> yeah yeah and she's kind of driving down this black and white lane listening to with a delish kind of tunes but 
I know I'm obsessed already. And uh, yeah, 22nd hook, line and sinker. Adele, please drop the album, drop the tickets because I'm all <laughs> over it, babes. Take all your money. Is that what you're trying to yeah, say? Take my money because I was one of the unlucky people that had got tickets to see, I think, her very last performance. Right. Um, I always try and like to go to one of the end ones. You've either got to go to the first or the last. Yeah. The first is exciting for the artist. And the last, I sometimes think, they know it's the last time they're doing it, so are they going to give you something a little bit more or are they going out of a bang? Well, bless her. She had, I think she had a sore throat or was it laryngitis? Anyway, she, she pulled the plug on the rest of the dates and um, I was devastated. And it was rumoured that she was going to take up the residency over in Vegas. Yes, I remember that, yeah. Now, I am going to admit, which I know is a little bit extreme, I mean, I don't know what the, the situation is with travelling to America. I contemplated, if this, if this happens, going to Vegas to see Adele. You really love her that much? Love her. Now, L- is love it her, her or her music or both? Both. I, I love her music. I think you can all relate to, to something along the along the line of, and I think that when she first came, I don't think she's much older than me. I think she's my age, maybe a year older. So I remember like from album one, there's always one or two songs I really connect with. Of course, she's the queen of heartbreak. Now, mm-hmm. who ain't had heartbreak? So I mean, I, I've been that boy that's been in the car listening to someone like you over and over and over again, crying. And do you know, do you know what I mean? Living my Adele fantasy and art yeah. with her and I feel like she subconsciously is singing to me directly she's like Bobby Norris this is for you and I'm going to help <laughs> you through it and uh, not only that I just love her she doesn't seem to do many live interviews but I love it when you see her on a chat show yeah I think she's so funny the banter's incredible she is. she's very funny and you know when people say if you could have like four guests at your dinner party dead alive whatever Adele is always my number one because I know if she saw me around the dinner table and she, she tucked into one of my roast dinners or my steak and chips with, with a cheesy top mushroom, Ooh, lovely. she's going to love me. And I reckon I, I could, I'm, not, I'm just putting it out there. I think best friends. Well, she definitely, she, she, I mean, she loves the gay Bob. I mean, she's got lots of gay friends. Um, she's best friends with Alan Carr, isn't she? Um, I mean, so what's not to love? I mean, come on, Adele, um, me up. But I think, right, I don't know, I think this is probably quite controversial, really. But I, well, not not necessarily. I find her music quite boring. No. I heard the, the clip. Door. I heard the clip. This 15-second clip or whatever Steven. it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope you ain't bad-mouthing Adele. Oh, you're I just... Oh. I, hello? Have you frozen? Have I frozen? Oh, yeah. I think you may have. Well, to me, anyway. Well, you, we, we both uh, we broke up for a second there, Bob, but I think maybe you were so shocked there was someone that didn't like Adele that you had to uh, disconnect. I just find, yeah. I, just, I wish you'd just do something a little bit different. What if do you want to, me- to do? If you could kind of, if you could tell, if you could like WhatsApp or voice note and say, I just like, what I'm thinking. I'd like, it doesn't have to be like a dance song or something like that, but just something a bit more like fun. It's always really downbeat, isn't it? But if you're going through that time in your life, or I mean, most it can't be, people, she would have been going through it constantly. 
But if someone has had a heartbreak in their life, or especially if it's at that time or that, there's that one person that you kind of think could have been the one but was the wrong time, I just get quite emotional with it. And I just, I, I've never known an artist, like, but I did love. And I know the music was kind of different, but I, I had a very similar connection to Amy Winehouse. Okay. And I kind of love them as artists where they are a little bit... Um, I don't know. It's two confident women. Adele clearly doesn't give a shit. She'll stand on that stage. She'll she'll pour her heart out to you, like yeah. Amy did. God rest her. So, and I love that. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind a bit of cheesy pop and a little bit of camp. Um, I just don't think there are many Adeles. There's a lot of people that are performers, and I no tea, no shade, but they can spin around on hoops and go up on platforms at the O2 with the all the glitter and all that and, and it's a lovely show but I'm quite happy if you can sing like Adele stand there babe with a microphone I don't need slut drops I, I don't need backing dancers you do you because I, I don't need you to do all the all the pirouettes but, and I think that's fine and I actually agree with you I, I'm not expecting pirouettes from Celine Dion do you know what I mean but like like but like <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the chamomile came out my nose. There, just imagine Celine. <laughs> I'm not, and I think, but like, I just wish with Adele, it's been like what four albums, four or five albums, and there's just not really been any change in the music in all that time. That's now. That's not to say that it's not good. It's obviously very good music, and people love it. It's just not to my taste. Um, but like, I don't know. I just wish there was some kind of growth or change over the Did years. Did we see a little bit of an upliftment in the last one? Because by the time that was written, I think she was quite happily married and she was having her family by then. So I feel that was a little bit lifted. I don't know where we are now at album four because I, I don't think the marriage has lasted, does it? And, and she, well, but she's got a new bloke and stuff. Like, you know, it's not like... I, I think guess this, it takes so this a while to write a track. She's probably been yes, on the kitchen floor with her jotter pad and pen writing this since the heartache. So maybe. And the saddest thing is, unfortunately, that the more Adele's art breaks, the better the songs are. Well, yes, this is part of it, right? Like, and maybe she, but maybe she feels a bit like she's stuck with that. She doesn't really have a choice. She has to. I don't know. I remember reading a thing. She did a track with Phil Collins, right? And apparently she basically just scrapped it because he was like trying to push her into a, a direction that she wasn't comfortable in. Anyway, in the end, it didn't happen. And he said she needs to try something new. Um, oh, she, hasn't, a, she hasn't taken Phil Collins' advice. Oh, well, if you watch this space, Adele, if you're listening, babe, I love you. If you want to go out, if you fancy a rosé, a gin and slim, I'm your boy. Follow me right. on Instagram at Bobby Sue Norris and we'll go somewhere. We'll have a little chat. We'll talk about it. I can even help you. With maybe some song lyrics. I'm a wordsmith. But, I would um, love, I would love to see that, Bob. Um, but for now, we have our first guest ready to come in. So shall we get Georgia Steele in the room? Let's do it. And if Adele follows me by next week's show, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not going to happen, Bob. But you never know. You never know. We could get her on next week's show. Oh, that would be great. She needs to go. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, my love? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I've got to say, you're looking very, very sophisticated. I'm loving the new hair and the new look. Oh, thank you. So, you've emig- have you emigrated from Essex now, George? Have you gone back up, Noel, for you? Yeah, I've, I am. Um, so, obviously, like when COVID happened and stuff, I came to live the second lockdown. I came to stay with my family. Um, and this is me, Bob's. Like, this is my home. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I felt like I. 
ever since I was 18, I did the whole London thing. And then obviously I loved Essex. I made some amazing friends there. But this is my home. And um, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a sense of security, protection. Like, it's my people. Do you know what I mean? So um, I bought a house in York instead. And oh, it's beautiful. And then I just go between York, where my house is, and um, obviously, like here, my dog's making the worst noise outside that door. It's so annoying. But yeah. So, what have you been up to? Have you made a conscious decision to kind of change the image? Have you got a bit darker with the air? You've got no, to I've never dyed my air, Bobs, ever. It looks darker for me than when I saw it. I said, you know, it? It. yeah, it must be the light. And you're like, you've gone darker. Looks no, lovely, I've never dyed it. Um, I did a fringe because I thought it's autumn. I've yeah. always never done one. And I thought, do you know what? Let's do it. So I just Very did it. I didn't think, oh, I want to change or anything like that. Something I'd always thought about, but it was never the right time. And like in summer, you never want to get a fringe because it will just be in the way in that. Get sweaty, um, you don't want that sweaty forehead. Yeah, defo not. <laughs> and then what's so funny, right, is I had to get a picture for a lingerie company that um I work with. And um I thought, you know, before I get a fringe cut in, I'll be sensible and I'll like get a clip in one and see what I think. Um so I bought this clip in one from Amazon, it cost me like a fiver, and honestly, I put it in and it literally everyone was like oh, my God, Jay, you need to get a fringe. Oh, my God, 100%. So then I just bit the bullet and did it. No, it suits you. I like it. I'm a massive yeah, really fan lovely. of it. Lovely. Thank you. Oh, Bob's. I feel like I haven't seen you in ages. I know. So long. So long. But I think, when did I last? It must have been just before the lockdown when I saw you um, in Brentwoods. Yeah. At, at what were we doing in Brentwood? At Corinne's flat, weren't we? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, But you've that been was, keeping um, on right, though. You're keeping yourself busy. You've got a lot going on, haven't you? Yeah, I love doing, like, my influencing and shooting now. Like, that's what I like to focus on more than, like... I like it because I feel like sometimes with doing reality and stuff, there's a fine line between private life and work. Mm. And I think, for me, I like the separation of, like, my life and work. So, like doing influencing and like doing campaigns and stuff I love because you go to work or you'll get you get your picture and then and then you go home and it there's no there's it there's a a big like there's a fact there's a line between work and going home whereas I feel like sometimes when you do telly and stuff it can be a little bit difficult but I'd never say like no to to more telly I think I would just I'd be mindful of what I would do now, I think, defo. So you're not ruling out more reality TV, but it's not your number one priority, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly that, Bob. Exactly that. Tell us a bit I about love this doing campaign. my campaigning and my pictures. Yeah, tell us a bit about this new campaign you're doing about, um, about students and fraudsters. And, yeah, so obviously it's been really nice because um, I went through a really traumatic situation a, a couple of years ago now. And obviously I've healed from it, I've grown from it. I think I went through that when I was about 20 and obviously I'm like 23 now. So I've definitely learned a lot from that and um, kind of been able to use my knowledge to kind of help other people, which I think is a really nice 
way to turn a negative thing into something positive and obviously like with it being students and things like, I'm only young I'm only 23 and like I was a student at one point I went to uni at 18 so I'm I'm relatable and I'm able to relate to them and kind of tell them that yeah you think it's never going to happen to you but it happened to me like it can yeah. happen to anyone and it's not about being silly it's not about being daft it's not about being um, naive it's just about I didn't have the knowledge I didn't have the knowledge of what a Ford to look like or or the uh, the red flags to look out for I never had that knowledge and I think it's just now I have had got the knowledge obviously it would never happen to me again but I think it's important to tell these students um, things to look out for red flags what you yeah. might get told how you might get groomed into being a money mule and like one in third of students say that they're like they have no idea about it no sorry two-thirds of students say they have no idea about it they they panic about um, financial issues anyway so if someone's saying to you oh look here's a quick way to make a bit of cash you're not stupid or naive to go yeah 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 if because you haven't got that knowledge behind you to understand that this might be coming from a bad a bad source yeah, and it's actually really good that you can put your experience to good use. Yeah, defo. I feel um I feel really lucky actually, um, to have gone through that at a very young age and to have that life school behind me now. And if that can help other people, then so be it. And it starts the conversation, doesn't it, Jay? And if people are hearing you talk about it and they hear your experience, I think that automatically takes away any shame that people might feel. Because I know things like that, people somehow feel ashamed and embarrassed that that's yeah. been done to them and they shouldn't. Yeah. yeah, of course. Like, I'll just expand on that. Like, for example, when it happened, to, it's so, like, I was so embarrassed. Like, because you think, oh my God, people are going to think I'm so daft. People are going to think I'm so silly. But because obviously it's quite a modern thing, like obviously there's been fraudsters about for years and years and years, but it's a constant growing threat at the minute that is literally expanded massively. And it's something that's quite modern and something that I wouldn't say like my parents really taught me about. And I feel like the more you speak about it, the more we can um stop it from being like a taboo subject to talk about and embarrassing for people because it's not like these people are professionals like the man that I got forwarded by was a professional Ford star he'd done it for years like he was slicker than slick rick do you know what I mean and you would never ever ever know and it wasn't about being naive or anything like that maybe I was an easy target I was living away from home um but it's also about understanding how to make yourself not not a target for for these fraudsters as well, which um, I think is important to try and get out there. Absolutely, both. Obviously, can't have you on the show and not talk about Love Island. Yes, Love Island. How oh. do you look back at your time in the villa, Jay? I mean, does it feel like forever ago? Yeah. When I think of Love Island, it's mad for me because... I was such a baby in there. Like, I think I went on there at 19, um, came out, I think I was 19, 20. And wow, I was such a baby. But I'm so grateful that I got that opportunity so young because 
I've learned so much like the past three years, probably what an average person would probably learn in around 10 years of their lifetime. And I feel really lucky at 23 to like have what I have and, and um, have the knowledge I have behind me, made some amazing friends along the way. Um, but yeah, for me, that just that feels like an absolute lifetime ago. But there's been a lot happening in the world. There's been a lot happening in the world between now and then. Yes, a lot has happened since um, well, Georgia, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Really appreciate it. And um, best luck with the campaign and what comes next for you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, George. Bye, Bobs. Love you lots. Love you. Bye. Bye. Lovely, lovely girl. Lovely girl. And also, yeah, really good to put her experience to good use, I think, from, from what she's been through. Absolutely. I think we've got the lovely Russell Watson here now ready to join. I think we have. Let's get him in. Hi. Hello. Hello. Buongiorno, signor. <laughs> How are you, you doing? Are you okay? Have you got a guitar in, on you there? Yeah, I'm just pissing around. Um, a little bit of live music. We don't usually I get love that. it. This is what we made. Well, yeah. How you doing, bro? Are you all right? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you, Russell? Keeping well? Yes, very well. Um, you know, it was a bit of a heavy night last night. What, what was happening last night? Uh, well, we, uh, we had a, um, a rehearsal with, uh, with all the lads. So my um, piano player, sound engineer, um, second keyboard um, and guitarist. And then it, it just ended up getting a bit messy. So is that standard procedure after yeah. like a rehearsal? Do all the lads that you start cracking on basically? What's the tip of choice for you lads? Is it beers? Is it spirits? Well, it, it varies. I mean, I, I, I've got to be honest, I don't mind a nice like, if I want something refreshing, it's got to be it's gin and tonic all the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. I but agree. If you it up, it's a bottle of champagne. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's your favourite champagne? Do you have a fave? Yeah, I've got a few. I mean, you can't beat a vintage Krug, but Ooh, Krug, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll drink, I'll drink little champagne if I have to. <laughs> what about a Jaeger bomb, Russell? Are you are you a man that loves a Jaeger bomb? I've got to admit, I have done a Jaeger bomb in the past, but um, it, it it didn't really have the desired effect. Oh no! What do you mean? Why? What happened? Made me feel a bit ill. I think I drank too many of them. <laughs> that. Will happen. That will yeah. happen. One of my favourites is um, have you ever? You know, when we we, we go to this uh, place down the road from us, it's an Italian restaurant, and um, we do at the end of the night. The guy that owns the place, he comes over with this bottle of. It's like yellow. It, it looks like Limoncello. Yeah, it looks like um, it looks like aircraft fuel. Yeah. <laughs> It tastes better than aircraft fuel, but again, that you know, that that can get uh, that can get dangerous as well. But yeah, the, the lovely sipping and swallowing. We go to stand up after a couple of them, and you know you've had it. You think, oh, that weren't lemon fanta. Exactly, <laughs> because you, you know, like you when it's one of those things that tastes like lemon fanta, but yeah. You so know basically, what, I mean? what basically what you're saying, Russell, is that tour prep is is more. Just you and the lads getting drunk and messing about, is it? <laughs> not, not the entirety of it, but, you know, I'd say a significant amount of it is, is that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when does the tour kick off? And what, what can people... What can people well, we've, we, we've started the tour, so we've, we have. Got, 
done a few dates. I've, I've done um, four or five outdoor concerts, which oh nice. Well. Um, and then we've done a couple of uh, indoors. I mean, it, it was great because I've, you know, um, I think probably everybody who's in the entertainment industry, certainly in the theatre side of things, is, is saying the same thing. You know, we're back on stage. It's brilliant, and I think it's brought. I think for a lot of people, particularly my, you know, my friends that were around yesterday, they were saying it's 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 kind of reinvigorated them. Mm. You know, it's like a renewed enthusiasm because it's like you know, it's, it's a true saying. You you don't know what you've got until it's gone, and it's been gone for eighteen months. So being back on stage was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, do, and do you feel that from the audience as well? Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know. The enthusiasm from the audience was was incredible. I mean, the first show went out, well, the, the first live open-air concert, I mean, the reaction was just brilliant. And there's so many people writing to me the next day saying it was just so refreshing to be at a live event and actually yeah. rather than listening to you on a CD or watching a DVD, seeing you live on a stage was was just fantastic. And it was, I mean, it was just it was, it was brilliant. I've loved every minute of it. And I, I feel like I've got a renewed enthusiasm for it being back on stage because it's been such a long time. Yeah, it's definitely been a long time coming. Russ, I wanted to ask you, obviously, we all know you for music yeah. and how incredible you are. But you took the leap from music to reality TV when you did <laughs> I'm a Celebrity. Yeah. How was that for you? How did you find your reality TV experience? I loved it. Yeah, um, as a, at that point, as a, an unemployed musician, you know, it was a great thing for me to do as well. So um, I, it was just, it's funny because, like, when you look, when I look back, when I was in there, it was like, wow, this, you know, this is, this is heavy duty. But once I'd got back, once I'd got out and was home and had been home a few weeks, looking back at it retrospectively, it was like, wow, that was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. It was just, it was brilliant. And the people that I met in there have, have actually, a, a few of them have, have, have become very good friends already. And it, it was just, it was a great experience. If, if, anyone was, if anyone was thinking about going in and had any doubts, don't do it. You'll never regret it. It's absolutely brilliant. And it's at the castle again this year as well, which I think is, is great. Obviously, it won't be as good as our series. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I also wanted to ask you because... I don't know at, at what point you had signed up or your agent had got the call, but was there a moment where, obviously, they go, do you want to do I'm a Celeb? Automatically, I guess you're thinking Australia, the Versace <laughs> Hotel, yeah. Or yeah, the yeah. Luxury. At what point does the agent then drop you a message and go, actually, Russ, it's Wales? It was... <laughs> <laughs> and and no, no shade to Wales, it's a lovely place, but yeah. they ain't got the Versace Hotel and they ain't got the weather. Well, yeah, I mean, it was the start of the year, actually. So I was, it was quite fortuitous from, from that perspective because normally uh, December, November, December for me is, is touring. It's record release and it's touring people, yeah. and I'm out, on the, I'm out on the road. But this year, that, sorry, 2020, thankfully, I said to my missus, I said, look, what, what, you know, I've been offered it six times and turned it down. I said, I've been offered it again. What do you think? Should I, should I do it? Or, and she went, I think you should. She says, I think it would be good for you. It'd be a great profile. And I think you'll enjoy it. And it'll be something different from touring. So I've been constantly on tour. And as it turned out, be, we wouldn't have been on tour anyway. So 
it was great because it, it was a real kind of respite from the lockdown. Because going in there, everything was felt, you know, you could hug people, you could be near people. So it was great. When we got the phone call to say it wasn't going to be in Australia, I, I know this sounds weird, I was over the moon. Was you? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really like those. I, I mean, I've done the, I've, I've toured in Australia quite a few times and I hate that flight back. It wipes yeah. you out. It is a flight and a half and it's a base there. Yeah, it's a flight and a half. Another thing as well, I'm not a big fan of the heat. So I know, I knew it was going to be hot in there. It's funny because like three days into when I was in, I got in, in the castle, I got called into the telegraph and the voice comes out of the speaker saying, Russell, why are you wearing shorts and everyone else has got three layers of thermals on? I went, because I'm from Salford. I went, where are you? What was on the inside of the window cocker? <laughs> this, is, this is like a heat wave to me. I've always got my shorts on. He's got his shorts on. But you're indoors. It's in October. <laughs> my missus, I'll tell you what, we have, we have central heating wars in our house. Because my missus, it's like, if it drops below 18 degrees, the central heating's being put on. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? I I walked in today from tennis and I was like, whoa. It's like walking off the plane when you you live in Salford (laughs) and you head into Marbella. It's like, what is going on in here? It's like a sauna. The house has never been so hot. I bet when you was in that castle, I bet your lovely washing was like, right, I'm having the furnace. Yeah. Right, yeah. she, she had her family around as well, and they're exactly the same. Walking in, I'll tell you what, I've walked into my, my wife's parents' house on so many accounts. I mean, last week, I wish I'd have just wrapped a towel with, around, around my waist and, and took some salt to me. It was literally like a sauna. <laughs> you've, obviously, you've obviously, you're celebrating 20 years since you're like... Um, your debut your debut um and and then you know last year you did something like i'm a celeb is there anything you left in your career that you're like really desperate to achieve or do you kind of feel like you've done all the big the big things i guess oh you never i don't think you ever get to the point in your career especially if you know you've had you've had longevity as an artist as a recording artist i don't think there's ever a point where you think oh i've done everything now i think you're always wanting to just i've always said that attaining a career in relative terms is easy. Sustaining it, keeping it, yeah. it's just virtually. I mean, you've just got to you've got to keep pushing all the time. You've got to go, have your finger on the pulse. You've got to be looking for new, new new opportunities all the time. Ways of not reinventing is the wrong word, but but kind of just making sure that you've got something new all the time to keep people's interest yeah. and it's it's not easy anyone who's any, any I'll tell you now anyone who's sustained a career for more than 10 years in the music industry knows what they're doing and obviously has a good a good business acumen because you need that as well as being able to sing and entertain and all the rest of it so really what you're saying is to keep on keeping on really that's the that's the goal keep it yeah, yeah absolutely just just keep what I mean I've, I've, obviously I've got ambitions you know um maybe a, another musical at some point, uh, a longer run than the, the last one I did. Um, I don't know, another another big hit record, a, a real big hit, you know, national charts would be, would be really nice as well. Still think I've got another big record in me. Um, the is they're looking for a new James Bond. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Russ? 
more more Basil than Bond than James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> you could write the song for it. Do the song. Yeah, yeah, I'll do. I could I could probably do the song. It's funny because um, this is a true story. But back in the back in my heyday, um, there's a picture. There's a picture on the wall actually. Um, and I was linked, they used the picture that's on the front of the record, but I was linked to being the next James Bond. It was absolute rubbish, obviously, but I was quite pleased with the fact that I'd been linked to James Bond. Pass us that picture there, sweetheart. <laughs> One, no, please. There it is, see if you can see it. That's it. There you go. That was my, uh, I don't know if you can see this. There I am. Oh, my God, I love it. Oh, I Post. love it. I could yeah. sing a sit at the bar with a martini. Yeah. Good. Hey. 20 years ago. You wouldn't think age, it was a day, though, would you? Aged a day. <laughs> you know, one of my, my favourite things about you, Russell, is that you recorded the, well, what went on to be a Star Trek theme tune. It did, yes. Star Trek Enterprise, which is... Faith of the Heart. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big, big fan. I mean, that's that's on one of my constant playlists. So uh, it's, it's funny because um, when I first recorded that, the Trekkies went mad, and not in a good way. Yeah, because it was the first one with a vocal, the first Trek was, with a vocal, wasn't it? Yeah. Everybody thought it was Rod Stewart. <laughs> Did they actually? Yeah, there was people right. There was people writing on, you know, like all the the forums and all the rest of it, saying, "This is this, this is Rod Stewart, isn't it?" It's Rod Stewart. No, this, this is me. Can you please put my name on the end credits? Because everyone <laughs> thinks it's Rod Stewart. But when I went into the studio. Um, the guy that was producing, because we, we recorded it in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So when I went over to record it, massive orchestra, all uh, the, the whole nine yards. It was incredible. And um, walked in and the producer's like, uh, hey, Russell, um, what, what we're looking for here is a kind of uh, Rod Stewart gravelly noise. Can, can you do that? And I went, yeah, probably. To be fair, I says, why don't you use Rod Stewart? Oh, I don't know. I don't know whether he's available. Oh, you know. <laughs> hey, I feel good now. Make you feel wanted. <laughs> well, put it out there. I think James Bond theme tunes come in your way, Russell. Who knows? Let's do it. it. Let's do it. I'll come and I'll, we could do it. <laughs> yeah. I love, I've got a lovely pair of lungs on me. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Is that it? Short and sweet, Russ. I could talk to you all night. You've got the guitar. You could have. You could have played us the song. But I'm going to let you go and have a yoga bomb now. Oh, thank you. It was, it was great <laughs> talking to you, and thanks a lot. And good luck with the show and everything you're doing. All right. Thank you. You too. Best thank of luck with everything. Russell. Bye, Russell. See you later. Bye. You'll be cracking on with them Jager bombs any minute now. Why wouldn't you, you know? I mean, exactly. yeah, treat yourself. Lovely man. With the tour. A lovely man. Um, well, I believe our final guest, Flavia, is here, so let's get her in. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> that picture behind you is incredible. That's my brother's oil painting. That is amazing. Who, who are you dancing with in that? I can't quite see. Uh, that's Vincent. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. Yeah, my brother's a very good oil painter, so yeah. Oh, really, got, you... This is not my normal living room, just so you know. <laughs> I set it up. <laughs> I'm not that sort of, um, <laughs> but I set it up. I'm doing BBC Breakfast in the morning, so on Sunday. 
I was trying to find like a, a nice spot in the house and I just couldn't find anything. So I got a picture down and I got the trophies and made a little special corner. Yeah, oh, so for anyone I'm who's that just, mirror, Yeah, so for anyone not listening, please, please or not, can't yeah, even that's see a rather. Trophy. Yeah, explain with what trophies are because I can see. Can you lift it up and bring it closer to the camera? Because I'm going to be holding and these up bit one day. I'll bring this one up because <laughs> this is the actual proper one. Amazing. Oh, I love it. What year was that, Flavia, that you won? Uh, 2012. Oh, OK, yeah, wow. Uh, and what do you use to clean that with? Bit of window lean? <laughs> I don't clean it, I just let it get dusty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I love it. I've never seen a real one in real life, well, real life virtually, I guess. But, yeah, love yeah. it. Oh, good for yeah. you. Okay. Well, how you been, anyway? Keeping busy? Yeah, good, yeah. I mean, we believe what we were doing today, um, something a little bit out of the box. We've got three pet sheep. So I've spent the whole look at their faces. <laughs> um, so I've spent the whole day with my husband putting um basically electric fencing up with some hurdles <laughs> and uh moving them from one paddock into another paddock. So uh, did yeah, ever, Sammy, did fun. you ever did you ever expect that this would be your life doing these kinds of things? Um, no, I mean, if you ask me a few years ago, no, it's something that we've always um, sort of dreamt of doing. And I've always had a massive, like, love of animals. Mm -hmm. um, initially, it was like dogs, but, you know, we've now got like 12 chickens and three sheep. Um, oh. And we've only lived here uh, about eight months. So, you know, God knows in like a year or so. It might so be a zoo. <laughs> is the plan to just add more and more to the farm? Do you, do you want more? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, we this first year, we sort of spent a lot of time um, sorting out the polytunnel. We've got two greenhouses. So we ended up growing loads of stuff, which we weren't kind of intending on doing straight away. But we ended up just people that we spoke to just said, look, just plant some seeds, put them in the ground and stuff will grow. And we thought, you know what, we were going to wait and, you know, settle in a bit and everything. And then we thought, no, we'll just do it. And um you know, this summer, I mean, it's been incredible. We've had so much stuff growing. We've had loads of, you know, everything really. Tomatoes, lettuce, courgettes, cucumbers. Great broccoli. idea with all this food shortage at the minute. You, you had the right yeah. idea. I need you to need go get it. a polytunnel. You us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be you'll, you'll have people at the house in the morning. Sure. Trying to buy your tomatoes. Get outside, actually, because we've got 12 chickens and they're, they're like laying like between nine and 11 eggs a day. Oh, so we've I wish got I lived little, closer um... to you. I couldn't I get an egg for love nor money in the lockdowns. Well, no eggs in Essex. Easter eggs are plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we've got an egg house outside, so um, they're flying out. So, yeah, a completely different life, but it's, um, yeah, it's lovely. And actually, the thing is, being around the animals is just so therapeutic and so relaxing. Um, you know, because life is like 100 mile an hour, isn't it? You're just constantly mm -hmm. on email, on phones, you know, social media, this, that and the other. And then you go to the back of the garden and you get a bucket with some, like, corn in, Um and uh, and sort even just like poo picking is is relaxing now. It's like you know because you're busy doing something, and it's true. It's therapeutic. It takes your mind off everything else. So we love it. The dagging on the back of a shape. Have you had to do that yet? We haven't done it yet. No. no. Oh, I did a show. No, a few we've got years a lot of um, Oh yeah. And they was teaching. It was like. Um, teaching some celebrities to be farmers, basically. So I was learning all the terminology, but I didn't okay. understand. The, I mean, like yourself, I love dogs. I love all animals. But I came away 
from that mm. show 10 days later thinking, God, I could own a farm. Like, I just loved it. And like, one of the sheep wasn't you very well dressed. Yeah. And, and she died in labour. And what they was mm. doing is we was um, oh, feeding this little lamb called Bruce, but they was going to get another one of the, the mummy sheep that had just had a litter and make her think that he was hers. And it's just incredible when, when you can see all their money. Yeah, yeah it's, it's such an amazing thing. So I can see how people fall in love with it. It is amazing, yeah. Yeah, no, Daggy, so we might have to do. I mean, we're lucky we've got a lot of, like, farmers around here that will do, like, the shearing and stuff like that. But we're doing a lot of it ourselves. But the three the three sheep that we've got, they are a rare heritage breed. So they're quite um, – there's not many of them about. There's about 2,000 in the UK. And they're actually the smallest sheep in the world. And one of them, um, like you were saying, was uh, bottle-fed. So he's like a little dog. I mean, he'll literally, if you sit, we've got like a big truck tire and we sit on that to like hand feed them and tame them. And um, he'll just literally jump, jump on your lap and start <laughs> nibbling your hair. And, yeah, he's That's adorable. They're such and lovely he's so, animals. so small. But after feeding little Brucey the lamb, do you know what? As I, I left that farm and I never have since, I think it's been about three years, I've never been able to bring myself to eat lamb again. I know. I know it's, it's hard, yeah. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because yeah. I, put, I put that human love into them because you, you just it, it, you it's such an, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so the what, other what's... two, the other two were not um, bottle fed, so they had their you know mum sing, so they, they were a bit more sort of you know weary of us when they first arrived, and then the second one started to get closer and closer, and we have this like mixed course that you can give them. And uh, and then the second one was brave enough and like ate out of our hand, and now all three of them do. Uh, and then you really do connect with them, you know. And they they come up to you and they look at you and sort of analyze and they they smell you a bit like dogs do, and it's amazing. And they're so happy when they see us. When we go to the top, they start crying and coming up to the gate. They little like tails, like little tails that wag like that. <laughs> oh, um, it's brilliant. That. Yeah, it's really cute. So does it all feel quite distant from your from your time on, you know, fighting for a glitter ball and doing all of that? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, this year's been amazing because I'm now finally finding, I think because we did the big move and everything and I now have this lifestyle, this year actually, I feel like I'm sort of reconnecting much more with the other side as well, which is like the, you know, the, the TV and the dance yeah. side. I think before, because it was so heavy on that side and I really desperately wanted to have the lifestyle change um it, it was I was almost being pushed away from that but now that I've got this I feel much more open to doing that so yeah I'm doing lots of teaching which is nice so I still get that sort of thing of you know putting the music on and dancing and teaching other people um doing local classes here and in Guildford um I'm doing BBC Breakfast News and commentating on the, the you know the Saturday night show I'm going to be on It Takes Two a couple of times. So, yeah, it's a good year. I've kind of got a really good balance of the two things. And what's your thoughts on the current series? I'm guessing you've been glued to it every Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a choice this year. <laughs> yeah. I have to literally, Sunday morning it's at 50, I've literally glued to it on a Saturday night with my notepad because there's so many couples that I can't remember their names. Yeah, yeah, of course. Who's with who? Um, so, yeah, I mean, the launch show was brilliant. I thought when I saw the launch show, because to be fair, I haven't watched the launch show in many years because I normally just kind of like watch bits and pieces of yeah, it. Fair. I don't watch it like religiously. Um, but obviously, because I was doing the commentator, I had to watch the launch show. And I was I was really impressed on the launch show with everybody. 
uh, really impressed. What I did notice, though, which brought back a lot of memories for me, was when I watched the second show, the one just gone now, yeah. I remembered how difficult that second week was because before the launch show and before the first time you perform, you get like two to three weeks rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So even though you can sort of teach them a bit of other dance styles that you might get to later, you tend to spend a lot of time on that first routine. So you can polish it a bit more. You can work a bit more on the technique, a bit more on the performance, and then do a little bit of a different style as well. But then when you get to week two, you've literally got five days to do a new routine. So I could sense that of a bar, like maybe two or three of them, I could sense that they'd had a really hard week and it hit them, like how little time I've actually got to get these routines nailed for the Saturday. Um, I think from now on it gets a bit easier because they've done it once and then they'll do it again and again and you sort of just get into a routine. Right, I've got five days, a day of rehearsal at the studio, which is manic, and then I've got the show on a, on a Saturday and then it starts all over again. So you kind of get into a routine of it and almost your body and your feet and your brain start collaborating a bit more. But it was funny watching it because I could see that everybody'd had a really, really hard week. Who could you see? Was there anyone in particular you could see who you thought was kind of? <clears throat> I mean, I, th- I think all of them. I think there's, you know, people like, um, you know, Tilly. She's so young and energetic that she. It doesn't matter even if you gave her a day. I think she'd pick up a routine and perform yeah. it. She's living in the moment and she's not got any worries about her. She's so young and sort of energetic. So she'll, you know, just fly through it. I think Nina probably struggled a bit. Yeah. She found it quite hard. I'm sure Dan will have found it quite hard. Um, and, and some of the others as well. Just to get it done in, in the time that you've got is you know, a real big challenge. I know it's very early doors, obviously a couple of weeks in, but... Have you got any predictions? Who can you see in the finale? Any standout couples? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think so far, AJ has shown that she potentially yeah. is going to be a really good all-rounder. Yeah. Because that's always the thing. You want to watch them perform a Latin dance and you want to watch them perform a ballroom dance because some of them are going to be really good potentially at one or the other but there might be some that are good at both, which means they'll probably do well every single week. So I think AJ, obviously, her jive was great. So we know she's going to be pretty good at the Latin. And then her foxtrot, which is a completely different style to the jive, was really good last week. Do you think that there's, there's a potential for sometimes when people are too good early on that people kind of forget to vote for them almost yeah, and they can end up going out by mistake? Yeah, always. And that was the thing. When I watched the launch show, I was like, it was so good that I was like, well, where's this going to go? Do you know, yeah. it was like eight and nines flying out. And even I was marking, putting eight and nines down. And I was like, but this is week one. It's ridiculous. But then you realise that come to week two, it kind of does drop. Mm. Um, so now they've got somewhere to go. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a massive uh, risk that somebody like her could get lost amongst everyone else who's maybe going to be surprising people because they might improve over time. So yeah. people will like go towards them because they'll enjoy the improvement while you kind of go with Asia where well, she was good from day one. So there's not People much. People love a journey. Don't they? Yeah, there's not yeah, that yeah. dreaded where the journey, there's not much of a, a progression for her. Um, you've got people like obviously John, again, I think he's going to be really good in both because he did tango in the first week yeah. and then he did a cha-cha, uh, you know, this week just gone. So they're two very different styles and he was very good in both. 
Um, you think it's also kind of important for for I know I know we had Nicola uh, and Katia last year, but they had to obviously pull out because of COVID. Do you think that it is quite good in terms? I watched it with my auntie two weeks ago, and I got really emotional watching it because I was like, you forget how important representation is. Do you think that's an extra load that they're going to have to be kind of dealing with on top of just learning the dances? They realise how important it is to some people at home. Yeah, I think so. I think it probably feels like quite a big responsibility. You know, mm-hmm. I think also, especially for Johannes, like doing the you know choreography and stuff, it's it's a lot because uh, it's probably something I can't be sure, but it's probably something he hasn't done before, which is you know choreograph numbers um of that sort and I think he's going to be have to be quite creative I think Shirley was right she said to him last week don't worry too much about always wanted wanting to do things side by side I think Mm -hmm. you know I think he's got to be free and actually do partner work and and stuff like that and not be afraid of doing that because otherwise the risk is it will be very samey every week because it'll be just two of them dancing symmetry which they do very well but there's only so much of that they can do and there's a long way to go so I think he's going to have to just be brave and embrace it and actually do a lot of partner work and be clever with that and then it it could be something really special um but you know it's it's it is a lot of pressure you know for them um but John's great talent wise he's brilliant so you know I don't think that he's gonna have any problems I think it looks like we've got a really strong series this year yeah really strong really strong and uh, like I said I think a lot of them are going to be good in both styles so that's going to mean that every week it's going to be you know it's going to the level's going to be quite high so and once they get into the swing of the five day you know getting the routine together um it'll get hopefully better and better there'll always be certain dances that suit some of them more than others so they're all going to have their slight sort of up and down journey you know so that keeps it exciting doesn't it because yeah. when there's a clear winner from the off it, it's not as fun as when it's anyone's game I think it's more interesting isn't yeah. it yeah absolutely because it is it goes on for a long time you know yeah. so you don't want it to end already sort of thing you know you want to see people you know I mean at the end of the day a part of the show is is also whether we like it or not to see people struggle a bit and get emotional, have, you know, the hard week so that then they could come back and fight the week after and have a great score. That That's part of the entertainment, you know. So um, I think we all enjoy a little bit of that really on a Saturday night, don't we? Absolutely. Definitely right there. Well, Flavia, thanks so much for, for joining us. Pleasure. This evening and uh, best of luck with your commentating for the rest of the, the Thank series. Thank you. It'll be great. Thanks. Okay. okay. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. She's so lovely. We're going to have to get you on this show one day, Bob. I think that's the... It's got to be done. I need one of them glitter balls. I it think really... it go in your room where, we are, where it, you are right now. It really yeah. will. And then when we do FUBAR Road, you'll see it everywhere. Kind of the ear hanging. <laughs> it very much suits the aesthetic of my house. Of and um, I will be letting the BBC know that. oh well what a a lovely show despite some uh, technical difficulties um all 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 pretty good so uh we moved don't we you can't keep us down it's been a week of no no instagram no whatsapp no facebook zoom was no zoom but bobby and steve and we always pull it out the bag we've got (laughs) much plan babes for the rest of the week um technology I'm back to, yeah, I'm going uh, back to rowing this weekend, which would be nice. I haven't done it for quite a while now. Um, so, yes, I'm going back to that. 
um and uh seeing some friends that is about it back to some normality are you have another oh, quiet no. week or are you going to find a mountain you um, can climb? no mountains on the horizon as of yet but not rolling nothing out <laughs> uh, actually i am rolling out a mountain this Fine. week I, yeah, i'm too busy with the work but Fine. uh yeah m- maybe sometime but no for, for me it's uh yeah just a a, a busy working one catching up with a couple of friends at the weekend which will be lovely and um good yeah just yeah really gorge so i'm excited well, for that enjoy yourself yeah you well, too, uh, my love rest them legs and, uh, yeah, well, if they're not better by next week, then I might have to consider chopping them off. Um, <laughs> we'll have to put you on wheels like them little men on the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, or those dogs have them like, running behind them. Um, yeah, no, uh, well, well, we'll see. But um, yeah, until until next week, everyone, goodbye. Bye, guys. Stay safe.